Welcome back, everybody, to the Tribe Podcast. This is Ken Jensen, pastor of Tribe Church in Omaha, Nebraska. May you experience the depths of God's heart. I pray that you are committed to an intergenerational church community which inspires you to make God famous, have an impact on your world, and go on an adventure with God. Yes, our faith is a true adventure with God. In this episode, I want to continue from the last episode talking about a string of scary yeses that we can offer to God, opening the door for him to take us on a crazy adventure. And I said in the last episode that I had a whole list of these yeses, and I think I only got to a handful of them. So it's my intention to finish this story of this string of yeses, and I'll read you a scripture or two and uh, again provide a definition for what is a God dream. All right, let's get going. So we are talking about God dreams at Tribe Church, and um, last episode I provided a definition, if if my memory serves me correctly. A God dream is simply God's dream for your life. I talked about Ephesians 2.10. It's the work set aside for you and I to do that God has prepared for us beforehand, before we were born, God ordained and designed and chose our work that we would do on planet earth. God dreams are really about our journey with God. It's about saying yes to God and deciding how far we are willing to let God take us into the string of scary yeses. That's that's what it is. It's not that every single person has to start an organization or have fame or just this unbelievable influence. Although I said last week I didn't believe in an insignificant son or daughter of God, that's true. But what your work looks like, what your destiny looks like, what your purposes look like, you know, that is as individual as your fingerprints are. And I couldn't tell you as um, another person exactly what it's supposed to be for you because only God knows this. God knows what his plan for your life is, what he's called you to do, and whatever that is, I believe it's dependent on our cooperation with that plan. And I believe it is significant, but it might look really different than maybe what you imagined at the beginning of your life compared to the end. And it may not look like somebody else's destiny, work, or purpose. They've got their fingerprints and their work to do, and you and I have ours. One of the enemies, I think, of God dreams and purposes is comparison. Comparison never helps, as far as I can tell. We We always lose that battle. We compare ourselves to somebody doing something, and in our own estimation, we come up short, but we we should not be comparing ourselves to other people's work. We should merely be offering ourselves to the Lord and saying, yes, I will do whatever you ask me to do next. 
and whatever I'm doing now, I will do to the best of my abilities to be faithful in the small things and let, and let God grow what he wants to grow with our lives. So there's our introduction. I think last time I mentioned um, saying yes to this trip to go to Pakistan, and I experienced many new things there. And, um, you know, when I was age seven, I said yes to God. That's, of course, the first yes anyone needs to uh, start with in order to have an adventure with God, saying yes to surrendering the throne of your life, surrendering your will to the Lord and asking him to come into your heart and receiving salvation. That's the first yes. And then when I was a teenager, I said yes to adventures and traveling. I wanted to uh, be a light in dark places. I wanted to see other countries. I got invited on this um, trip to Peshawar, Pakistan to meet the people and taste the food and try to serve them as best we could. I think I mentioned um, painting the inside of a drug rehab center. So we tried to help. We tried to be a benefit while we were there. I learned many things. I got offered a job at, a, at an all-boys school. I took that job sometime later after coming back to Omaha. And uh, I think I talked a little bit of that in the last episode. And um, I just remember my first teaching lesson was one of my duties. I was primarily a science teacher and an English teacher. But one of my duties was PE. So my very first teaching lesson was ended up being PE. And the game that uh, the Pakistani boys wanted to play was cricket. Cricket to them, I would say, is even more popular than football is to Americans. They played in the street all day. They watch all the cricket matches on TV. And um, they, they just really love cricket. So during PE, they asked if they could play cricket or the, I think they told me this is what we're doing. I'm like, okay. And they made me the, like the referee or umpire of this game that I don't even know what the rules are. And I just remember, you know, there's a ball involved and instead of pitching it, you bowl it and it bounces on the ground and you've got this bat that's used sort of like a golf club and you're swinging it to hit the ball and... I don't, I don't even know what happened, but all the students looked at me and asked me to uh, like give a decision, like an umpire's decision. But imagine you've been placed behind the plate of baseball and you don't even know the rules of baseball and you're being asked, hey, was that a strike or a ball? And you have absolutely no idea what a strike zone is. You have no idea what the difference is or even what those terms mean. And that was my first teaching lesson. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am so over my head. Well, I came back from Pakistan, and I was pretty young. I finished my degree at the University of Nebraska at Omaha in education, and I got married. And I would say my next big yes was to Aaron to get married, and we were, we were young. But at that point, we had dated for five years, and I knew that she was part of God's plan for my life. And... I just said, yes, let's let's get married. I think um, other people our age were probably not considering being married early on in college, etc. You're uh, thinking about college or you're thinking about what your career is going to be. But 
Aaron and I knew that we wanted to build our lives together. And so uh, that was the next big yes, I would say, is to marry Aaron. And six months into being married, I remember Aaron and I were, we had just arrived to our apartment and we were parked in the parking lot below our third story apartment. They're on 120th and um, L Street. And she said to me, you know, we have this dream of traveling and living abroad and living in foreign countries. And we, we knew this gentleman who had offered me a job previously who lived in Pakistan. And she basically just said, why can't we go? Uh, why? What are we waiting for? Is what she was saying. And I just thought, you know, there's no reason why we can't just launch. There's no reason I can think of why we actually can't say yes. And I, I thought, okay, let's give this a yes. So we sent some emails and did some um, investigation to see if there was an opportunity there. And Aaron and I ended up uh, living in Pakistan for six months, the first year of our marriage, just to see if we believed this was going to be a part of God's purposes for our lives. And so we said yes, and we were in Pakistan for six months. And after that time period, and again, I, I could have a string of podcasts telling you everything that happened during these trips. But we came back, and Erin knew she wanted to finish her degree in nursing, I needed to finish my degree in teaching, so we we did that. We finished those degrees. We had kids during that time. We learned about a job in uh, Kabul, Afghanistan at a school doing education. Uh, it was the only accredited international school in the country. They were looking for a um, science teacher and some administration. So we said yes, and I think that process took at least a year to square away the arrangements for coming. And uh, we had our third kid, our, our first daughter, Ava, during that time. We were kind of waiting for her to be old enough to travel. I, I believe a few weeks before we left, she just learned to walk and she was one. And we had a, and Jet was like two and a half. And then we had Jaden, our first son. So we had three kids, we loaded them all up, we took them to Afghanistan, we taught at the school for seven years. Aaron actually operated a dance studio, primarily serving the expatriate community. <clears throat> Later, Afghans also uh, found joy in dancing at the studio. Security kind of fell apart and we came home, but we said yes to education. <clears throat> During that time, I said yes to Entering into administration, I became the principal of that school later, but security fell apart and we um, came back home. And in the process of doing that, we were praying about what God wanted us to do next. He led us to Indonesia. During that time, I was having people approach me and talk to me about if I was interested in going into ministry. And I did not know what to think of that. I just thought, this is off the wall. I dismissed it. And this is how God's voice work. It, it works. It works in invitations. It works in these conversations that seem to come out of nowhere sometimes. But something so deep inside you knows. Now there's, there's something to that. Uh, 
So it stuck with me. And in Indonesia, I remember this moment. I was assembling IKEA furniture, one of my children's bedrooms. I think it was like a dresser or something. I was in there with the instructions and my little Allen wrench. And, and the Lord reminded me of these conversations that I had had with various people. And he showed me a group of people in Omaha that I was familiar with at a local church here and basically said, Ken, do you love these people? And I, I said, yes. And he said, um, will you serve these people? He, do you love these people? And literally like a yes or no question, will you say yes to serving them? You know, yes or no, will you do this? And I just thought, well, I'm really, really far away from Omaha, Nebraska, here in Jakarta, Indonesia. And I just thought, I, I don't know how I will ever get to Omaha to do this. But if I just answer the question honestly, then yes. I said yes. And I, 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 I don't know. I didn't hear any answer back from the Lord, but I think he was going like, okay. The answer is yes. And a lot of things happened after that. Um, you know, there's always a long story to things, but I ended up getting released from that position and I was able to come home. And I was really kind of in this difficult time of life trying to figure a lot of things out. And for a season, literally, all I had is this last conversation with God where I said yes not knowing where it would lead. And then after a year of kind of Aaron and I recouping and things like that, uh, I, I got started to, people started to offer me to apply for different jobs at churches in, in full-time ministry. And at that time, Aaron also launched a business we have called Bloom Dance Studio. And Aaron has this great dream about having twins and, you know, one of them was Bloom Dance Studio and the other twin was uh, a church for me, essentially. And so we had this dream and we had this yes. And I, I won't tell Aaron's story. That's a crazy story, too, of launching Bloom Dance Studio. And I just said yes to ministry and I ended up um, getting hired at a church who had just hired a senior pastor and that Believe it or not, that was the same position I was applying for. And they hired me. And during that year, I learned an unbelievable amount of things about ministry. I can see God's plan so clearly in what he did during that year. But then he continued to say, Ken, you aren't quite positioned where I want you to be. And are you going to step out and do this vision that I, that you've had for years. And uh, obviously I'm a pastor now of Tribe Church and Tribe Church was that vision. And he kept saying, are you going to do this? And he, he kept coming, coming back with a question and eventually I had to say yes to that as well, not knowing how in the world I would get from this church I was working in to planting a church, you know, from scratch and, you know, expecting that that will work. 
But all I did is I said yes to God, and it is uh, tribe is now turning six years old this June, and of course many many adventures along the road of planting tribe church. But the point is this: you say yes to God without having any idea where it's going to lead you, like an Abraham. Hey. Leave your home and go somewhere. I'll show you where you're going along the way. And not knowing um, where your final destination is, how you're going to do it, why you should believe it's going to work. All you know is that you have given God your yes. And I, I have been in the book of Exodus. And one of the key verses I want to talk about is Exodus 23 21 and God is giving instruction to Moses here about a lot of different things in these chapters But he says in verse 21 He's talking about this angel that's going to go before all the people and in verse 21 He says be on your guard before him this angel listen to and and obey his voice the new living Translation says it this way pay close attention to him and obey his instructions like he's this crazy angel leading the people of God in their adventure is going to give them instructions along the way. And then I love in Matthew 4, verse 19, Jesus is calling his disciples. And in verse 19, it says, Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. All they had is a yes to the Messiah. He's going to show them how to be fishers of men along the way of their adventure, along the way of their journey. And, and so what what is a God dream? Is it to go and do um, something significant that you have seen somebody else do? No, no. It's just about following God's voice and doing the things he's asking you to do and giving crazy yeses to God, having no idea really where it's going to take you, how it's going to work, if it's going to work, how it's going to be paid for. Um, we used to say, there, there used to be that phrase, you know, the safest place is in the center of God's will, but I would like to propose that the most fulfilling place is in the center of God's will. You know, all the disciples lost their lives for the Lord, etc. Jesus died on a cross. I don't know if you consider those things safe, but it was blessed. It was fulfillment. It was destiny. It was purpose. And I like talking about God dreams just because what we are describing is a stream of obedience to God's voice, a stream of devotion to Jesus, his kingdom and what his father wants to do on the earth with total abandon having no idea what is what it's going to look like in the end how the story's going to read on the final chapter that's the beauty of what god does with our lives and so we're again out of time for this podcast i'm looking down at my page here on my desk and just seeing what's written on this page. There's no way I could have made this up way back in my teenage years. I couldn't have predicted it or thought of it. It it was God's dream for my life that 
um, blows my mind to look back and think of it. But if there if if there is a portion of the story that has some level of dependence on you and I, it is our ability to say yes to God. So I'll leave that with you there. If you want to do something courageous, kneel down tonight and say, God, I give you an unconditional yes to whatever adventure you have for my life. And I will trust you for whatever that looks like. So nice to speak with you this time. I am looking forward to speaking with you again. Until then, 